Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Pookie Fonders where I'm going to talk at you about how to listen. Irony Claxon. This is all about some simple steps that you can take to become a little bit of a better listener so that a child or young person who you care for or work with might feel more able to open up and explore the things that are on their mind with you. So the first thing we're going to do is really focus in on listening. And remember, this isn't about us knowing what to say and knowing what to do. This is just about us as the listener. So we just need to provide a safe space and a little bit of time and some unjudgmental listening to create a space where a child feels able to open up. And adding to that is the idea of just not talking too much. This isn't about us telling our story. This isn't about us fixing or finding solutions. This is about creating a bit of space so that a child feels able to fill in the blanks. So we just need to say nothing really actually so the less that we say the better listener we are being and the more space we are providing for the child's story when we fill in the blanks actually we start telling their story for them and we don't always get it right so try not to be tempted to fill in those blanks even if you think you've heard a story like this before this is this child's story to tell in this moment you might have to sit with some uncomfortable silence that's okay. For them, that silence is probably filled with the cacophonous noise in their head whilst they worry about what to say next and worry about what you're thinking and all those sorts of things. Another thing you can do that will really help the child to feel heard and like they matter right now is actually to let them know by showing them and telling them that right now they are your number one priority. Now, you might not have a lot of time for listening and you might be shoehorning this in somewhat. But for those few minutes, even if it's just three, four, five minutes, that child needs to know these few precious minutes, they are your number one priority just for a minute or two here, nothing else matters at all. We're going to sh make a show of putting the phone away, shutting the laptop down, telling the child, you're my number one priority for a few minutes here, okay? Let them know, let them know that you're listening, that they matter more than anything else right now. We can be honest about the time constraints. I've got to go and do break duty in five minutes or we've got a few minutes now before we need to leave to do X. But right now, you're my number one priority. Spell it out, let them know. The next thing is about offering the right kind of support so, and at the right moments. So this is not about us trying to fix or change things, actually. Sometimes a child just needs to feel heard and you'll never actually get to this stage. But if a child is specifically inviting your advice or they want some practical ideas or there are some simple steps that could or should be taken as a result of this discussion that you've had, then it is OK to think about those together. So what we can be doing here is perhaps thinking with a child about a typical day and what are the th things that they would like to feel a bit different when are the moments that feel harder for them or when are the moments that feel good that they could do more of or what's the specific issue that they come to you with that they want help with or what do they want your advice on like explore with them when it comes to support and advice giving what do they actually kind of want from you and then think together about what might be good next steps and what might work this isn't about them 
coming to you so you can solve the problem for them. You you can't really, not sustainably, you might have some ideas this time that you can explore together. But if you always just fix it for them, A, your fixes won't be as good as the ones that you can come up with together because you are not the child. And B, that really is disempowering for them. What we really want is to be able to work together towards these things. And just generally, like when it comes to listening, we can jump into the role of sage and advisor too quickly. Sometimes a child does not want our advice. They're not ready to hear it. They're not going to act on it. So wait until that kind of feels right or they've actively invited it. But if so, think together with the child about practical next steps and what needs to happen next that feels achievable for the child. It's also really important that we acknowledge how hard this conversation may have been for the child. So if you do manage to get this conversation going, you've managed to make them feel heard, they've begun to open up, they've started to explore things with you. This might be the first time they've ever had a proper conversation about this and it will have been really hard for them, both literally to find the words if they've never kind of had to find the vocabulary to describe this stuff about themselves before and also to overcome the fears about the the judgment or the response that they might have got from you in opening up to you. So actually acknowledging this must have been a really hard conversation and what privilege that you asked me. Thank you so much for trusting me with this. I'm not going to let you down. Actually just acknowledge that. Acknowledge how hard this was for them because this shows that you get it, that you understand that for them this is a really big deal and that kind of validates how they are feeling. It also validates their choice in you as the adult that they chose to open up to. You might not know the answers. You might not be able to fix things this might not be fixable but they're no longer in it alone and they know now they've got an adult by their side who is prepared to listen who isn't going to judge them and who understands what a big deal this thing is for them one thing just to note here is that for younger kids in particular the little things are the big things so we need to listen with the same kind of respect and lack of judgment when a child opens up to us about something that to us might seem quite trivial because if to them they perceive it as big and it's affecting how they feel and act then it is a big thing and if we don't listen to them and enable them to feel heard about those things that seem little to us now they're not going to talk to us about the things that are genuinely big as time goes on so we're creating a culture of listening and respect between us and the child when we listen to them about the little things that feel big to them. And then finally, when it comes to being a good listener for a child who might need to talk, we also just need to recognise that they might not you know, feel able to talk about this right away. Sometimes we need to persevere. Sometimes we need to continually be there by their side. Maybe we're going to repeatedly be doing like activities alongside them where they might choose to open up. Perhaps we're going to do some walking and not a lot of talking at the beginning. Perhaps we will um, engage in uh, side by side activities such as arts or other crafts or so on. And just creating those spaces where talking could happen. We might repeatedly tell a child, you know, I'm ready to listen any time that you feel ready to talk um, I'm really really happy to, to listen if there's anything on your mind we just need to keep on offering that hand of support one thing that we need to be mindful of is when we say to a child I'm here anytime you need me or my door is always open those are helpful things for a child to know but really really hard things for a child to act on instead we need to create the space we need to actually physically open the door reach out that hand at those times when the child could talk to you 
because proactively coming and knocking on your door and saying, hey, can I talk now? is something that children will sometimes feel able to do, but often something they won't feel able to do. So just keep creating the space, keep creating an opportunity where they could talk as and when they felt ready. And maybe it's not the first time, the second time, the third time, maybe the 54th time is the charm. It's also possible that you're not the person that they'll choose to open up to, and that's okay, in which case your job might be to become someone who helps them to identify another adult who they feel more able to go to, and perhaps you'll then play a bit of a support role to that other adult. If you're a parent or carer, you might feel that there's something wrong here if your child is not choosing to open up to you. Maybe they're talking to someone at school instead or a coach in a club that they attend. If that's happening, that's actually normal and quite healthy. If your child is opening up to you as a parent, that doesn't mean that's unhealthy. But hear me out here. Our children sometimes don't feel comfortable talking to the people they most love about the things that are worrying them the most. They don't want to worry us. They don't want to upset us. They don't want to anger us. And so sometimes they take those worries outside to someone who's just a little bit more removed from the situation because they are trying to keep us safe. So if your child might feel more comfortable opening up to someone else because perhaps you're just that bit too close in, that's okay. And that should be supported and encouraged. And we might help to identify who that other adult might be. Okay, so hopefully helpful. So our little steps there were, we're just going to focus in on the listening. Our job here is as listener rather than talker. We're not going to talk too much. We're just going to create that safe space and allow those awkward silences to happen if they need to. We're going to let our child know that they are our number one priority. Even if it's just for a short time right now, we're going to make a show of putting the phone away, shutting the laptop screen down, perhaps closing the door. We're going to think really carefully about how and when we offer support. We're not going to give advice unless it is specific asked for and where we do look for next steps and practical support we try to do it with the child rather than for them we're going to acknowledge the challenge we're going to let the child know this must have been a really hard conversation thank you for opening up to me that's a real privilege and we're going to persevere we're going to recognize this conversation may not happen beautifully the first time that we tried to prompt it but instead we're going to keep extending that hand of support and practically physically creating space where a child may talk at the point at which they're ready. And if we're not the right adult, we're going to help them to identify somebody else who might be and to support and facilitate those early conversations in happening. Hopefully some helpful ideas in there as ever. Do be in touch on the various social medias and so on, letting me know what topics you would like to hear in future and if this was helpful. I am planning to get guests on again a little bit later on. I have a promise that when I get to 200 Patreons, then I'm going to start like full on podcasting with my guests and so on. Uh, it's a big job, but I love it and uh, really, really keen to do it. But just going to make sure that we've got a sustainable community who are tapping into this stuff uh, before I commit more time than I physically have in my day. Okay, have a great day. Thank you for all that you are doing for the children in your care. It really matters and it makes more difference than perhaps you will ever know. Mm -hmm.